Welcome to the Top Podcast, where we talk about your favorite lists. I'm your host, Rob, and with me is Lou. What's up, what's up? And Mike. Hey. So we like to start off the podcast by asking questions. You can feel free to ask us a question. We might read it on the pod, on our YouTube comments, or any of our socials. The question this week is, what is your favorite season, and what's the perfect temperature for that season? Mm, this one's pretty easy. I'm going to say fall, and I'm thinking 74 degrees. A very, very precise number. It is a very precise number. It was my, It's my football number, or it was my football number. It's easy to remember. I, w- I would also say, the well, in Michigan, definitely the fall, which best season there is. Uh, def- and that's definitely like a high 60s with, with a slight breeze. The slight breeze is key, though. I'm also a fall guy, but year round, not that it always uh, gets to this. 23.889 degrees Celsius is just perfect for me. And that's with that Celsius. Oh, yeah. You know, we got to show some love to our Belgian listeners. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, speaking of that, we uh, our Belgium listener, we appreciate you. I see you over there. Each week we get one more Belgium listener. But also, on the international listener scale, we did get a, a new listen from the land down under in, uh, in Melbourne. Shout out to them. Lou and I know what the Celsius is, but why don't you just tell our other American listeners that don't know what the whatever you said in Celsius was. Oh, that is uh, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. I feel like in Michigan, though, we don't really get that in the fall. No, but uh, every now and then it happens. And really, it's just I like it to be 75 degrees no matter what. But fall is by far my favorite season. So, But see, I also like the snow. I like the snow. And you're obviously not going to get snow at 75. I'm okay with that. That's true. I guess I'm not driving on moped to work every day. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why you moved to North Dakota is for the snow? Uh, No. In the cold? Does no. it gets it gets worse down there? Yeah, over yeah. There, right? So it's crazy. Oh, yeah. One thing I didn't expect, I, I knew it was going to be colder, but because we're on the Great Plains, we get both extremes. So it's warmer here in the summer, and then colder here in the winter. Uh, it's just crazy. The the coldest I've been in with the wind chill, I think, was negative fifty five. I had to hop out of my truck and check some things at work. So you know, I'm just layering up quickly doing my job and hopping back in the truck. But you know, that's the that North Dakota life. Kids here, if it's if it's like above. I'd say even like negative 10, there's you can tell who the North Dakotans are because they're still in a hoodie. And like I thought I was all tough from Michigan, especially going to Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahomans are especially and te- the Texans that live in Oklahoma. They're freaking pushovers. I'm just like, yeah, I can handle the cold. North Dakota humbled me right quick. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're uh, one of the coldest cities in, in the country. Congratulations. How yeah. long can you survive in, in negative 50 degree weather? Uh, like, like an hour less? Probably less. I mean, I feel like what they in Michigan, it was school was canceled at negative 20. because I think they said that within five minutes, you run the risk of catching hypothermia. So I have to imagine it's faster than that. Yeah. like Yeah. yeah. Is there you a point there. where it stops mattering how cold it is? Say anything after below negative 30 all feels the same. It You know, it's just miserable. Yeah. Like it's got to be a point where it's like, well, I'm just cold and there's no getting around it. <laughs> You can take yeah. 20 degrees off and it's not going to make a difference. But for any of our listeners that don't live in a cold climate, if you guys are ever in a cold climate, the key is layers. That is key to warmth. You'll be a lot more insulated if you have layers on. It's not just throw on one coat, but, you know, you got to build up to it. I mean, yeah, the key is don't live in places that you can die. <laughs> well, that's that is the key. Where what place can you not die? Uh, I mean, don't, don't live don't in places cold. where outside is actively trying to kill you. Yeah. I hear the California weather's nice all yeah. year round. I just feel like any place mm. is either gonna get it's either getting too hot in the summer 
that you don't want to live there or it's too cold in the winter. I hear the, the geography is actively trying to pull you into the ocean in California, so I stay away. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like this black mass from like <laughs> some like alien type stuff that's <laughs> trying to pull you no, in. No, it's just that California is always like at risk of just falling into the ocean is what I've heard. Yeah. So. And watch out for the cow farts. <laughs> mm. This week, as I said in the last podcast, I thought this would be coming out the week of Labor Day, not that we were recording it the week of Labor Day, because we always record it about five to six days before we release the pod. So I, I wanted to do best summer traditions at slash activities, and I chose between Memorial Day, which isn't technically summer, but it feels like it's the start of summer, to Labor Day, which also is, there's still some summer left, but that feels like the end of summer. So anytime between that is uh, any activities or traditions you have right between that, just what your favorite things are. So for my number five, kind of got a, a two-parter. I decided to go with cookouts and bonfires because usually those go hand in hand. Like a lot of times we'll go over to a friend's house and we'll pull out the, the grills, cook up some hot dogs or some burgers and then just chill. And then once, you know, it starts getting dusk, it, we start light a fire and just sit around the fire and have good times and good conversations. And I just, I love any opportunity to cook for people or just to go hang out and build community and eat food, uh, especially barbecue, but even just the standard hot dogs and hamburgers are a good time. Yeah. Once you bought that smoker, it was an absolute game changer, bro. I think it Dude. just, I feel like it just brought people together. And that was yeah. really, it was really good buy. You had to build it yourself, right? Yeah. So they sent me all the parts and I had to assemble it myself and everything. But yeah, I love that smoker. Excited tomorrow. I got a, a tomahawk steak and be cooking on it. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, when awesome. we watch when we watch the Lions defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go. Oh, By the let's, time uh, let's temper those expectations, man. I don't want you to be too sad. <laughs> no, I'm all in. Um, no doubt about it. I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> I've been hurt too many times to, to, to just bend over and let them kick me in the ass again. I, I think the, the game changers, Travis Kelsey might be out. So if that's the case. Ooh. That is a game changer. It might actually be close when they lose. Yeah. Not to rain on all of your parades, but I got to say, I am not a bonfire guy. But you love jumping. I've seen you jump over so many bonfires. You don't find any joy I've in that? I've jumped over both my own and several other people's share of bonfires to my time, yes. And I do very much like that. But when it's just sitting at the bonfire, it's like I'm either too cold or I'm too hot and there's smoke in my face or there's mosquitoes. And it's just it is not for me. That's uh, one reason why I hated the bonfire night at camp, campfire night. We on Every Friday night, we would go out there and just... We'd have like a mini worship and a sermon, and then people would get up there and talk. And then that's, a, I mean, it's okay, but I'm talk just like. Talk forever. Yeah, talk forever. And then sometimes you get the people <laughs> that just like the sound of their voice and go up there multiple times. And you're just like, shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. Ooh. <laughs> Are you thinking of a person? What? You're thinking you of just... a very real person. Yes. Are you thinking of a very real person that named is a, that oh, is a very real oh person my. named Yikes. All right. I didn't not, remember his name, personal. but I was I pictured him, and then you said it. And I was like, "Yep, there he is." I actually skipped that one year. I just like I, I wore all dark clothes. I made sure I was at the back of the line, and then once we got into the darkest part, I just kind of slowed down and let everybody keep going, and just turned around and went went to bed early. Dude, you probably had like a, a search looking out for you. Probably in hindsight. But like, in uh, trouble? Like, what, yeah. what happened? I mean, I got chewed out a little bit, but I was like, ah, sorry. And just went right back to bed. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have cried if I was your counselor and I would have lost you. I would have cried. Well, that's the but other thing, though, is my counselors all knew I hated it. Also, I was like a camp kid. I'd been there 
I don't know, 15 years in a row at that point. Sorry, so what, was Mr. B your counselor? I think it was CIT. So it was, it was some randos that apparently didn't make too big of an impression. Cause I definitely don't remember who, who it was. No, if it was Mr. B, I just told him outright. Cause I feel like Mr. B would just be like, yeah, that's, that's Mike. You know, he's just going to run off like that. <laughs> yeah. He would not. Have, I mean, he'd have cared, but like he had bigger fish to fry. We'll get into that later. My number five is, uh, it's a tradition I started around 2014, somewhere in there. I just moved back to uh, to the east side of the state. Just for the, all summer, I would just I'd go find spots to throw up the hammock, read a book, and play. Um, I would play When You're Through Thinking, Say Yes, the acoustic version by Yellow Card. I rocked that all summer, and that has kind of evolved over the years into a tradition I like to call pop punk summer. And so basically, we go to my grandpa's house on Memorial Day. We put on a pop punk album, and that is the kickstart to pop part pop punk summer so it was yellow card for a long time and then it's evolved and i started adding some more classics in so your blink 182 some 41 then i make a lot of custom playlists on spotify and just jam out to those i really like uh pop goes punk covers Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily just by that uh, organization, whoever is in charge of the actual licensed Pop Goes Punk, but just that concept. I really love artists who do those. And so I make a lot of playlists like that. Yeah, that's just it's the anthem to my summer. And that's how I know it's summer and easy, easy number five. Do you like not listen to the albums all year and like you have to wait till summer to listen to them? No, it just kind of happens. I, I don't intentionally do it, but it's like pop punk summer, classic crime fall, Demi Lovato, Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi for the winter. And then uh, it's it's kind of all over the place in the spring. Sometimes it's Richie Sambora. Sometimes it's like indie rock. But I just kind of have I just kind of have music vibes that go all all year round. But pop punk summer is the one that I actually get it. Like if I had to pick one that I was most excited about, it's it's the summer. I listen to my music all year round. I don't. I've never really thought about listening to different music in different seasons. I just didn't know because I have like for some reason the Blink One Eight Two greatest hits in my head. I think I just me and my friends started listening to it in the summer of like our senior year of high school is when we really got into it. So whenever I, even if I'm listening to that, like in the dead of winter, it just, I just think back the summer. So like, to me, that's a summer album. So I'm more, I feel like I'm more like to listen to it in the summer, but not exclusively. It's, it's, it's something that I noticed I did. It's not like an intentional choice, but now when summer rolls around, it's like, okay, Memorial day, you're listening to pop punk. So I don't intentionally not do it the rest of the year, but when, when summer starts, I make a point to, to turn on the pop punk and then I just enjoy it so much that I just don't turn it off all summer. Did you guys ever make a girl or someone you're interested in a mixtape? Yes. My wife. Yeah. Dang. It was it was either. a girl I was I think we were dating. It was a girl I was dating at camp and shout out F Boys at Bear Lake. And, you had a girlfriend uh, at camp? Oh, he probably I, had well, a few. Had <laughs> one in each cabin, baby. <laughs> I had one. I like I'll take this credit as being some kind of ladies' man, but like I dated one girl while I was simultaneously a camper. And of high school age. And then one girl I was simultaneously a camper slash staffer and of college age. It was not like I was all over the place. But we got in this big fight about something stupid. I think I had found out. I knew she had dated somebody else from camp previously, but I didn't know who. And somebody accidentally told it, like, let it slip. And it wasn't like they were trying to be malicious. They were just, like, talking about it as if it was common knowledge. You can say I was one of the F boys of camp. But uh, freaking, do you remember Clayton? Yeah, he was like yeah. my age, like our Lou and I's age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an actual left boy at camp, and uh, uh, I would, I would, I, I would that go against dated. that. But and or well, uh, <laughs> I knew a lot of girls who were very into him, and he seemed to think he was all that. 
if we're thinking of the same person. I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess in my mind, maybe it's because I was the same age, but he didn't give off that F-boy aura that like seemed like Dylan and Colton and you kind of by association gave off. So maybe that's my own biases towards that. Yeah, that could be, you know, maybe you just don't see it in your own group. But yeah, I found out they dated and I I thought it was the funniest thing. And apparently that very much upset her because I guess she probably took a lot of flack for uh, for having dated him. So it was this whole awkward thing for like a couple days. She was like, oh, I don't want to talk to him. And I was like, oh, no, my girlfriend doesn't like me. And so I had I had smuggled my my iPod. Yeah, that's right. Um, I smuggled, smuggled my iPod into camp by hollowing out a notebook Shawshank Redemption style because not only was it like you're not allowed to bring them to camp, but my mom was such a rule person that if she caught me with my iPod, she would take it away before we got to camp. And so I, I intentionally put it where she would never look. And like you your know, prison uh, pocket? You, <laughs> prison not, not that well hidden. Was it an iPod Touch, Nano? Shuffle would be easy um, if you had a shuffle. I think it was a Nano. It was the one that was like the size of a piece of Monopoly money. Yeah, that was, probably, that was a Nano. But why didn't you just throw it in yeah. your suitcase? Like, put it in some socks or something. Why do you, why do you go through all that? She knew I wanted to sneak it in, so she was like, she was Hawkeye me, you know? And uh, so I had to come up with something good. I, I, I got around stuff. I was I was good at knowing, okay, this is what she thinks I'm going to do, so I'm going to outthink her. By the time I was in high school, I got teased at that. Yeah, so I, like, I made this whole I'm sorry playlist, and then, like, subtly handed her the, the, the iPod and a pair of uh, headphones. I was like, give this a listen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's just like uh, your parents find condoms underneath your bed and they're like, uh, what are you using these for? It's just like to protect this. I'm just sneaking my butt in the bubble can. So stupid. You made, you made a mixtape for your wife? That's cute. Uh, yeah, I just made like a, a, a Spotify playlist and I like shared it with her. So like the the new age version of that. Uh, that's, right. that's gonna be my next question is that what the kids do nowadays they make playlists a lot easier so much easier than burning oh, a cd oh, yeah. or tape or whatever yeah i didn't never burn a cd or a tape for any oh wait i think i actually did yeah wow. i feel old my uncle paul still burns reels mixtape cds like to this day i believe it i can see him he, like he's stuck a, in 2005 he is i mean to be fair i'm I, I got a foot in 2005, so I can't mock too hard, but... I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> Closest for me would be when Becca and I were just, like, talking. I don't even know if she was, like, generally interested in it, but she's like, oh, yeah. So we're talking about, like, music and how and the Beatles came to mind. We're talking about that. She's like, oh, I don't really listen to them. I want to. So I made her, like, a, a Beatles playlist, but that was about it. Which, if I gave that to Mike, he would be pissed if I sent him a Beatles playlist. He'd be like, what the heck, man? You know, I like, you know, certainly wouldn't listen to it. So, I mean, here's the thing, right? In all areas of media recently, I've kind of had this new philosophy where I'm not going to let something having paved the way make me feel obliged to rank it high on my list. So if you look back to horror movies, right? I didn't have Halloween. I didn't, you know, shining. I didn't have Psycho One. Like I, I just because it's a classic, I'm not going to feel obligated, you know, to put it on my list. And so, if you were to ask me about my top five bands, I'd have a hard time. But I know I wouldn't have the Beatles on there. Star Wars isn't going to be in my top five movies. And I say all of this so I don't have to admit out loud that I just don't f- like the Beatles, man. That's fair. We got. Yeah. It. How about you, Lou? What's your number all right. five? All right. So my number five. <laughs> so when I when I thought about this list, I thought about things that I did as a child that I kind of like carry through. 
and some I carry through and some I come I kind of left as a as a child and so my number five is absolutely doing nothing. Like that first week outside of high school, just waking up at 12 o'clock, nuking some Hot Pockets, and just like relentlessly playing video games until I was like fried away from the television. I look fine. I look, I look back very fondly of those memories. I'm happy that I'm not doing it now as an adult because I have responsibilities. Um, but I mean, sometimes yeah. that'd be nice. Sometimes that would be nice. Yeah. And so when I'm sick, it kind of reminds me of that, too, because, you know, I have to just chill and be sick and I get to play. Right. The, the times when, at least for me, when it would be like I have so many good memories of just it's summertime. I'm in like seventh grade and we got nothing to do. We've it's, it's late summer. We've exhausted every idea we have. And we just are like we just be like, I don't know. We had an apple tree in our backyard. So we just be sitting there chucking apples across the yard like just. <laughs> Killing time with no purpose other than to kill time, but you're with you're with the boys, mm-hmm. and life boys are buzzing. good anyway. So what did bo- you say? Said so the boys are buzzing. Boys. That's one thing I found. Like the my wife, she can only play video games for like an hour or so before she's like, "Oh, my eyes are hurting from looking at the screen all day." I'm just like, "Come on!" I just, oh my goodness, I would <laughs> I would stare at the screen back twenty three right. hours of the day back in my, when I was in high school. So it's just a weird <laughs> endurance that I didn't you know ever think of that like staring at a screen. My brain has just been fried so much that it's not bothered by it. Recently, my wife has been leaving. Like it's either like we're playing a game together. I've convinced her to play this video game together, or we're watching a TV show. And she will just get up at like the climax of the game or a TV <laughs> show and just go do something else. She won't say that she's done. She won't. I, she won't. She, I will just like catch her in a different room doing something else. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? So for my number four, this is definitely more of a, a recent thing is going up north, specifically to a lake house. My mom and uh, was not very wealthy. So, I mean, I guess you don't even have to be wealthy to own a lake house. But in my in my brain, like that's always a sign of wealth is if you have a, a second house, basically. And even if it's just um, a cottage. But I just love going up there with some friends. So my friends, their parents have a, a lake house and let us come up there and just hang out. And it's so much fun just going out in the boat, you know, cooking and having bonfires. I don't even like fishing, but I love just going out in the water and hanging out with the, with the boys and making my friend hop the lake and shotgun some brewskis and everything. It's it's such a fun time. I feel you. I'll get into my own opinions on that slightly down the list, but it's it's hard to beat up north. Where where does up north start for you guys? I know that's a hot, hot button issue in Michigan. I'll tell you where it doesn't start. There was there was one year my in-laws who live down in Tennessee now, but they they spent most of their lives in Michigan. They were like, hey, we're coming up. We want to do like a mini vacation with you guys while we're in Michigan. And we were like, great. What do you want to do? And they say, we want to go up north. And I was like, yeah, baby, let's do it. And they got they were like, cool. We got a place in a like a lake community in Lake Michigan. I'm more of a I'm more of a uh, sunrise side guy myself. But Lake Michigan, I'm not going to stick my nose up by any stretch. And then I looked at the map and it was a straight shot west from southeast Detroit till you hit the beach. And I was like, this is not up north, okay? You are not <laughs> so far removed from living in Michigan that this should be called up north. That being said, Dan, I really appreciate you covering the cost of the entire house. That was a, an absolute blast, but not up north. Yeah, for me, it's not like a, a city thing. It, it's uh, it's when I either I'm like, oh, this is a lot of trees or I lose service. That's when, that's when I know I'm up north. Service yeah. keeps creeping up a little bit at a time, though, because yeah. I can remember being in high school, texting the aforementioned girlfriend and being, you know, I don't know when we're going to lose service. Better talk while we can. <laughs> 
and you know you, your texts start taking longer and longer to send and now it's you know i could we could drive north for five hours before it starts flickering at this point yeah i think uh, i think coming down from the up from north dakota I maybe lost service once in the state i was traveling yeah. the whole state north to south yeah, but i, I get what you mean though yeah i had metro pcs for a long time and uh <laughs> it didn't have any like cell towers so. <laughs> yeah, but up, if up you want to sponsor the podcast metro pcs will we'll allow it there you we go. will use it and we will smile for sure i'm on mint mobile now and oh. uh i have way better service Shout that, out to ryan reynolds yeah say, is that ryan reynolds my mother-in-law is on mint mobile is trying to sell us on it and we're like they don't she really? we don't have any of that in north dakota uh, yeah that's fair tell you what if, um at some point i think it'd be fun to do top five commercials mm. uh, i don't know that any of them would make it in but the mint mint mobile like youtube marketing top notch yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't. I'm too rich to have YouTube ads. (laughs) (laughs) How much is it a a year? Is it like Uh, 50 bucks? I don't. I have a family plan. It's like six bucks a month. And you also get YouTube premium. You get YouTube music. That's I originally got it for Google Music. And I just got YouTube premium for it as a plus. And once you go YouTube without ads, you can't go back. I hate it when my account gets signed out and I just have ads everywhere. And oh, my gosh, I would pay that. If I had to get rid of any like streaming service or something, that YouTube would be the last one I would get rid of just because I, I listen to Say YouTube what, all the time that, and work everything. Now that Pace, PlayStation Plus has hiked their prices and I'm starting to calculate these are the games I actually play. Because I have, I have top tier PlayStation Plus because I was super excited about the, the retro library. And it's kind of been a disappointment. And I'm like, you know, I could buy most of these games for the cost of another annual, like, you know, a rehike. So I might replace PlayStation Plus premium with with YouTube. Should it's no a game changer. That was a good idea. I was thinking about that too. I watch a lot of YouTube. Well, especially Plus, you know, since it's research for the pod, it can be a tax write-off, right? There you go. If we ever make any money, yeah, we can write it off as a tax. We could we could make a family plan for the pod, you know. Man's on something. So my number 4 is uh it was a tradition back when we I don't know. I guess it, my my number four was sneaking out of the cabin when uh, when we went to camp. Specifically, uh, the high school age. My freshman year, Mr. B was our counselor. He kept us up late one night. We were all kind of confused. And he goes, "All right, boys, we're going on a trip." And he took us all the way across the field, across Prang Street, and we just ran around at the, the cornfield for a while. And then we went to we went to prank the nurse. And the nurse was this dude named Jaja. And Jaja was like a bodybuilder. He was humongous. Dylan and Colton had been wrestling all week like that was just their thing like it was similar in just the way that you'd just be trying to walk and then dylan and colton would just like roll across like they were just i don't know what it was there was some greco-roman crap going on but yeah everybody (laughs) knew these two were were wrestling all week and so what we did was dylan went tried to go boneless and then we all you know everyone would took take a limb so you'd have like two guys to a leg or an arm and we, we we walk up to the door mr b knocks on the door and colton just master classes <laughs> no I, I, he's acting like he just drops dylan's head into a concrete br- i don't know he's you know something and you know so the idea is jaja you gotta help us dylan got knocked out so jaja being a medical professional takes one look at the scene and is like yeah this kid is not knocked out he's faking it they're they're trying to pull one over on me and so he goes all right bring him in bring him in and he he opens up his cabinet and he reaches for smelling salts oh smelling salts in general when you're not knocked out as i understand it i've never tested this out but as i understand it extremely extremely unpleasant so it would have been an awesome revenge but what he didn't realize was that dylan has some kind of hypersensitivity sensitivity 
and his sinuses. And so smelling salts will actually knock him out. Or at least that's what I was told in high school. It might have been embellished. Who knows? Unfortunately, Mr. B thought that that Jaja was reaching for some kind of emergency phone in the cabinet. And so he rushed in and called the whole thing off. And then when we learned what he was going to do, Mr. B was more upset than anybody that he <laughs> he messed up the joke. Uh, but after that, we went and we raided the kitchen and we, you know, we snuck our way back to the cabin and we were like, that was really fun. You know, that was, that's going to be a memory we cherish forever. And then we did it the next year and it was pretty good. You know, it wasn't the same. We almost, there were, there were more people that seemingly patrolling. And so we spent a lot more time just lying on the wet grass waiting to, you know, for an opening. Um, and then the third year it was like, okay, most of the luster is off of this. But the third year, Robbie, he was asleep, like deeply asleep by the time we were ready to go we tried to wake him up and he just he just like sleep talked at us he was like no i don't want to go uh it was very cohesive sleep talk but i guess it was sleep talk and so we all went out and he woke up the next next day and was really upset he's like why didn't nobody wake me up and we're like dude we tried you told us you didn't want to go and so our senior year at this point half the camp knew it was something we did everybody wanted us to get caught and robbie was who was it was so weird because robbie was the rule board. But Robbie was like, make sure you don't let me sleep through this. Ask me math questions until I can answer them correctly. And then you'll know I'm awake. And if I tell you I don't want to go, then leave me be. Um, so we so get Robbie up. Be like back. Yeah, it, yeah right. But it turned out that Robbie was just up. So we would have just left him, honestly. We were jerks. <laughs> uh, but he woke up nice and easy. And for some reason, me and Dylan were just beat. We were like, you know, it's been a long week. We're both counseling next week. Kind of exhausted. We're going to sit this one out, guys. You, you have fun. And so we we woke up the next day and it was Saturday and it was you know time to clean everything up and get packed and, and take off. And big group of girls from the, the girls cabin of our equivalent age group come up. They start laughing at me at Dylan and just like they were so excited and just triumphant. And we were both like, what? And they were like, you got caught. And we just got this smirk on our face and we were like, you're not going to believe this. And they were livid. That the one time we got caught was not me and Dylan just were like, nah, we're not going to go. Didn't Mr. B uh, like act like you guys didn't have permission for this? But didn't like he behind their back? Like, he was 100% approved. Yeah, we learned yeah. that later that Mr. B, <laughs> he, he was just like amping up the danger in our own heads. So they probably caught us because it was like, all right, you're seniors and everybody knows about this. So we need to make sure it doesn't become a thing that they do every like everybody tries to do. Yeah, I think the only time I did like a, a kitchen raid late at night was like youth week. About that point, it's the last week of the summer for camp and your college students. So they just didn't care if we went and got the leftovers. Some of them have worked the whole summer otherwise. So yeah. it's like half most. Yeah, I wish I could have done youth youth week. It was, Dude, it was a blast. It was okay. <laughs> my friend. I enjoyed it a lot more my first year, but going from staffing the whole summer to camping the last week, it, it was a rough transition. I'm like, I would rather just be making money instead. Sure. The the first year was definitely there was something magic about the first year that the second year just didn't really have, but it was still fun. It was a good time. Yeah, it'd be cool if we could do uh, get a group of guys to do men's retreat, men's retreat again because that'd be really fun. There we go, top podcast men's retreat. We got it. We're booking it. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, Bob, be, uh, sit in. Belgium people, if you guys want to come over, we'll we'll tell you the dates <laughs> to a hangout. <laughs> Australia too. Make this worldwide. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Cantwell who drove up for one weekend from Oklahoma to come hang out with Men's Retreat. 
He was a real G and he listens to this podcast. So right now he's my favorite Caleb in the Tulsa area. He almost got into a fight. Yeah, he was at, uh, basketball. Three v three. He almost got a fight at Bible camp. I like this like forty five, the most forty five year old man looking man I have ever seen in my entire life. I don't remember what he did. No well, shade. If we uh, if we have, uh, if we have like Pokemon podcast, yeah, he's probably just playing hard. But if we have a Pokemon podcast, he's our guy. We got to bring in. Stay tuned. Yeah, well, we'll ask him like Cantwell. He sounds like a gym leader. <laughs> All right, so my four is, which is funny because you guys were talking crap about it, but I loved bonfires. Anyway, I, I I've had more. Well, I mean, throwing mad shade at bonfires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bonfires. And, uh, bonfires. <laughs> bonfires. Now that's something Mike might be interested in. I would go <laughs> yeah, to a it does, yeah, you would go to a bonfire. Oh boy. I, well, I've had more good bonfires at camp than I've had bad bonfires at camp. And that's that was the the shade that I was talking about. Okay, yeah. I accept but that. uh even in even in like growing up my family would do bonfires uh which is kind of funny to do a bonfire in the hood uh, because you really don't see bonfires often you just see like burning houses <laughs> so facts so i didn't know uh, that um i thought this this bonfire was like this unique thing growing up as a child because nobody else did it but yeah something about i don't know something about that that dark staring at a fire usually brings up good conversations and uh it usually brings up like deep conversations yeah, they, it can bring up deep. something primal about it you know it's how we were meant to live. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And so, thank you for me. Um, it also, it also like kind of like you never. I never really thought about this, but it also like covers your face, and so you can be a little bit more excluded, but also like share a lot. Everybody's like, I don't know, I don't know if <laughs> oh I'm getting anywhere with this. No, I definitely. But, that is I the guess. one thing I do really like about bonfires is it is hard to describe that just it's easy to kind of let the walls down and just be sincere in a way that for whatever reason is harder to do in the sunlight. There's, yeah. it reminds me of this story that back in, so I went to this Christian high school and every fall they do this thing called spiritual life retreat where they go to a, a camp and basically it's, you know, let's uh, start the year off worshiping Jesus and all that and doing activities, team building activities. Well, the seniors would go up there a day early just to, for like more bonding stuff and like a last hurrah. And that night before everyone else gets there from the, from the high school, they'd always have this bonfire and it started out, oh, we're going to be friends forever and all that. And I should preface that it was a very clicky school and, you know, my, my grade especially. And this one kid, he's like, I just picture him sitting on the outskirts, kind of what you're talking about, like hide shadows covering his face. <laughs> he just speaks up kind of when I was about to, to wrap up and he's like, wanna what? Basically he said, I don't like any of you. You all are super fake and all that and then the floodgates just poured open and everyone was telling me like oh yeah we hate each other and everything and like our uh, our new principal that year i would go to that bonfire yeah our new principal <laughs> ended up crying as she's trying like pray as like pray out the night and everything and it was just oh my gosh it was so it, it was freeing just to be able to, to be honest and honestly i think our class got closer and better because of that situation we kind of kind of aired everything out got everything out there and it was it was a funny time you know it was a great time looking back at it it's crazy we made our new principal cry yeah i could just imagine her like talking to her husband and being like oh yeah this is going to be like such a fun moment (laughs) (laughs) it just tears Uh, oh yeah that's that's my number four i will say a good open fireplace fire in the winter time is i think um i think that's i i love those the way i think you guys like bonfires pull up some nice hot chocolate and all that sit sit in front of it oh yeah yeah. So one time I'm like, I'm not a huge Christmas guy. I'm not a total Grinch anymore. But like if you got a if you got a tree with just white lights on it, a good fire and a cup of cocoa, 
Mm. That setup I can get down with. Why has it got to be white lights? Why can't it be? Like- I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's wrong it with the multicolored like, ones? Fine, yeah, we have colored lights if you like. It just. What do you have a swastika as a as a <laughs> as an angel? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you're you're looking for a sticker idea. <laughs> Super racist. No, no, no. <laughs> not the type of uh, not the type of crowd we want to be attracting. Yikes! <laughs> so, Rob, what's your number three? My number three, I only did twice, but it's something I look back with fond memories. So I went to school down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I worked in the the campus gym and, you know, a lot of athletes also like to work in the campus gym, probably because it's a very easy job and they can pump iron when it's when it's slow. But I ended up befriending a couple of them. And one thing that they do is there's this rock festival called Rocklahoma and they will contract out the 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 college's football players. And since I was a friend and they knew I liked music and I'm, I'm a big guy, I'm not like super jacked, but you know, I, I can be intimidating. They asked me if I wanted to join. I'm like, heck yes, I would love to go to Rocklahoma. It was just this crazy Saturday through Monday event. And one thing that was just so much fun and really got your adrenaline going. So if you guys have been to music festivals, they have like these steel like half walls separating the crowd from the stage. Well, on the other side of that, there's little platforms so the security can stand up. And so when people would come crowd surfing over, you would have to grab them, like put them down somewhat gently and then usher them out to the side so they don't run up on stage. And it would just get hectic, especially because some bands the more like hardcore bands would be like, I want to see everyone get to this effing stage. And you're just like, oh, you just hear Fortunate Son playing back and you get the, the, the flashbacks and you just see this wave of bodies coming your way and things would just get crazy. You get kicked in the face, but you got to keep on going and throwing people down. And it was just a great time. Would highly recommend it. Uh, probably damaged my ears because I was sitting, standing in front of those 20 foot tall speakers. I mean, I had those little foam ear plugs in, but I'm sure it did some permanent damage, but great time. So I'll lot of great bands like Def Leppard and Cheap Trick to name a few and Pierce the Veil, uh, Machine Gun Kelly and all that. So I, I loved it. I would go back in a heartbeat if we still live in the area and had the opportunity. That sounds like a freaking blast, dude. If you don't mind what's, getting uh, kicked in the face for a little bit of pay and a free concert. <laughs> is, is that the craziest thing that happened? It was just getting kicked in the face or was there like... Yeah, I think it's funny because last time you were talking about this, you were saying this is like the closest thing to war. I think I like really fit you here. I just picture you just like rocking it, like as an old man rocking it up in one of those chairs and being like, I, I've seen you. You guys I don't know what I've seen. <laughs> Bodies coming over the walls. An unstoppable <laughs> force. It was 10 guys versus hundreds. Exactly. It was just the adrenaline. I I feel like, you know, as someone who is most likely never going to be in a battlefield and is completely ignorant of any of the the plights that happen, I just feel like that that adrenaline boost is probably what it feels like. My number three is a very on-the-nose name. But it is it is beach day. Beach day is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Uh, us and what our, whichever friends we can muster up for for beach day, all hop in our cars and we pack snacks and drinks and we bring charcoal and meat. We go to Spring Mill Pond out near Kensington. If you don't live in Michigan, it's just a, a little little park, uh, it's a little state park, and there's a bunch of hiking trails. There's a man-made lake with a little beach and a bunch of charcoal grilling stations. And so we'll just we'll set up shop. And we'll cook lunch. And because I don't, I'm not allowed to have a charcoal grill in my apartment. I'll bring a ridiculous amount of meat, and I'll just cook all of it, and then put it on ice and bring it home and eat it as leftovers. Yeah, you know, we throw the disc around, we listen to some music, we go swimming. 
maybe go for a little walk in the dunes and it's just it's a good time you know really laid back and really fun it's a tradition that was actually started by rob's wife and for rob's wife was rob's wife she's one of my close friends still is but uh we, we actually grew up on the same street she gave me a call before rob and her were dating she was like hey you know i want to i want to do a beach day yeah, I want to go here. I want to invite these people. Do you mind sending out a group text? Yeah, absolutely. I noticed Rob wasn't on the list, and Rob had recently gotten back from from Tulsa and was hanging out with the the crew again. And I was like, Hey, you know, do you uh want me to invite Rob? She goes, No, I think I'd actually have more fun if Rob wasn't there. And we have not yet let her live that down. Nope. Put it on her grave. I'd have more fun if Rob wasn't. <laughs> I'd have more fun if Rob wasn't there. <laughs> bribe my, if we have children, I'll bribe them to put that on uh, the tombstone because I'm definitely going first. <laughs> but, but yeah, that is that is my number three. Not a lot to it, but always a good time. Is that just an apartment building rule that you can't have charcoal? Man, so it wasn't for a long time. And then a new ownership group came in. And to be fair, they've done more good than they've done harm. But they, they said we can no longer have grills out where they used to. We, they used to tell us to put the grills, which really frustrated me because I signed the lease, the new lease they, ins, you know, they installed. And it gives you a breakdown of where you're allowed to have grills, which to me in a legal document means if you're telling me where I'm allowed to have them, I'm allowed to have them. But at the same time, it's like I'm not hiring a lawyer over a grill. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah, it's, just, it's not worth it. They said they were going to put in a grilling area, a public one. That was two years ago. Still haven't seen that. This blows up. We'll get you a lawyer. The the top there podcast we go. verse. Could you imagine? Whatever. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and not say it out loud just in case. Okay. My third pick on the list is drive-in movie theaters. Mm. Oh. I was thinking about it, and uh, before I was adopted, my, my mom was a huge movie theater fan. And what she would love to do, she would love to um, do would just smuggle me through so she didn't have to pay for me. So I remember just like being in uh, just in like very small spaces around a truck to get into the movie theater and me wondering why. And so um, it was it was it was just so much fun. I can not remember what movies we saw. I think I would, it was just the idea of being able to uh, to turn on a radio and it just it was your movie. I don't know. Something about that like just blew my mind. And then growing up, we would take uh, my family would take my sister to go see the movie, the drive in. I remember watching Toy Story 3 and I remember watching my sister cry so loudly when the the toys were like about to get incinerated to the point where like people knew that we were there. I don't know. It was just super fun. And it was a McDonald's like right down the street. So we would get our McDonald's. And so we would have like cheeseburgers and stuff. That the one over in Northville? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah, we're talking about that's a good one. McDonald's too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. I thought it was just like the coolest thing eating cheeseburgers instead of like the classic popcorn and and mm-hmm. stuff. I think I've only been to one drive-through in my life, and it was uh, was that two thousand four. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a bond, a bonfire, <laughs> a bonfire. Uh, call me, I'd call you right back. <laughs> I mean, I I stand by. It. But one movie drive drive-in, and that would be uh, we saw Madagascar and Shark Tale. Nice. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, and they usually are. They are usually a double feature. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's awesome. So do they pay a per person? In your car. I think they pay. Depending on depending on it is, I haven't been there in quite some time. I actually thinking about it. I want to go back and, and do start doing that again. Um, I think they pay per car. Okay, because I was or just wondering why you were hiding person. in the in the car if it was per car. You know, cost. my biological mom. She was probably doing things she probably should have done. Wow. While while driving and stuff. So, Mike, you ever been to a a, a drive-in theater? 
have not. I could tell you a Stephen King story or a Jacob story, but I cannot tell you a Michael story at a drive-in. To be fair, Stephen King tells that story better, so I'll let him do it. My number two is kind of in the same vein as, as Lucian's number five. I just have summer vacation as a kid. My gosh, the whole thing, which is awesome. And then my work, we in the summer months, we do a what's called a flex day. Basically, we work Monday through Friday. We're working an extra hour a day, but we get every other Friday off. Or you could choose Monday, but only freaking psychopaths choose Monday instead of Friday. Just having a conversation with a coworker. I think yesterday about how when you have Friday off, it gives you something to look forward to throughout the whole week. So you're just kind of amped up and excited. But when you have Monday off, you're almost just more annoyed to go to work on Tuesday. That is the only way to go. I love just having that extra time off to, you know, do nothing. Just sit in front of the TV, work on Boulder's Gate 3 or Starfield because, of course, they had the release around the same time. And it's just a great time. And then, like, if I go on vacation, the flex day carries over so I don't have to use as many uh, PTO days. And it's what's funny about vacation. I've noticed as an adult is like when I went back to Michigan this summer, I, it was a two week vacation and I felt as giddy as like I was sitting in the last hour of class right before summer vacation. And it was just such a bizarre feeling. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I have so much freedom. And then by like a week and a half in, I'm like, OK, I'm ready to get back to work and get some freaking schedule <laughs> in my life because I, I just can't do this sitting around doing nothing all the time. Hey, man, I feel you on that. It, getting old is weird. Yeah, I don't know when that age. Maybe it's just when you get a, a job, like a, a full time job that that goes away but i don't know when that uh when your brain that that click happens where you just need that schedule in your life yeah i I think it's when you have like a full-time job like a full-time job that you like like a career kind of vibe to it that's i mean that's my opinion so uh for me my number my number two is uh is harrisville um which is it, it is up north it is about a four and a half hour hike from the Detroit area. Honestly, at this point, it is a, we don't even go up to, to Harrisville anymore. We've kind of s- slowly trickled farther south because the town is kind of just disappearing. But Harrisville is the town that we would always go to every summer to go up north. And we also didn't own any property up there, but we would all just chip in. And I think I think my grandpa put in a sizable, if not the majority, for a long time. I think the deal was, hey, I will buy the house and you will feed me for the entire week. And that as people got older and more mature, they started chipping in. But yeah, it was just it was a blast. You know, you'd go up and it was my dad's side of the family is the side of the family that my personality mirrors. I would never say one side of the family or the other is my real family because that's just not true. But the rice side of the family is the side of the family that I picked up most of my mannerisms and the things I like from. And so I feel feel like I'm with my my brothers and sisters when I'm with my aunts and uncles, because for the longest time, I was the only nephew. And so I kind of got treated as just the younger brother. And so we have kind of a weird dynamic that way. And it's yeah, it's it's a blast. And it's uh, it's a family tradition going back generations. It started with my my grandpa, him and him and my grandma would take, you know, my aunts and uncles up there. And then they invited their friends to go with them. And so for a while, it was it was the Deslips and the Rices and they would go up and they would have a great time in Harrisville. And then it, I guess it kind of dropped off and they, they started it again when I was probably seven and then uh, I would go on to marry the the granddaughter of a deathlip, and so now I got to we got to go up together, and it was this fun thing where it's like, hey, the rice is in the deathlips; they're back up at Harrisville for the first time in in generations, and it kind of it came full circle, and it's just yeah, it's just it's a very special place to me. Yeah. What would you guys do? Like, what was the main like? You guys like play games against each other? Or? Yeah, it was it was different every summer. The, a lot of time just spent sitting on the the beach because we'd get a house on the beach. We play a lot of cards. 
stupid maid game. Stupid maid game. What? Dutch Blitz? You talking about Dutch Blitz? Dutch Blitz. Oh yeah, stupid Dutch that, Blitz. That game is more popular with my mom's side of the family. Oh okay. Yeah, I, I, mm, I'm a freaking beast at that game. I don't lose Dutch Blitz anymore. I, uh, we played it once with Lucian and his wife. Lucian was just like cussing up a storm the whole time. He didn't know. What- I mean, not like no. I mean, you put me, you painted me in a bad light. I wasn't cussing at anybody. I was oh. like, "F you, man!" Like it, I just get it, into it was those. Just- Profanity out into the ether. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I okay. up a storm. What I said. There was one summer where we, I brought up a badminton net, which is basically just a volleyball net that's lower to the ground. And we also brought up one of those, I don't know, maybe 14 inch diameter rubber balls. Like, you know, the ones that you get them at Meyer and Walmart and they're the big cage with the, the elastic rope oh. type things holding him in place so not the one and that dwight was sitting on there jim stabbed it not that no one. no not quite that big uh, the kind you'd use for like nine square ah oh okay like a dodgeball and uh bigger than a dodgeball oh okay um i guess you could play nine square with a, a dodgeball too but anyway we, we had this it, it was the kind of ball where it was it was heavier than a beach ball but it was still about the same size and it was still pretty floaty and we ended up playing two to a side volleyball all week on this super small net but taking it deathly seriously. Like I'd be up with the sun, raking the sand, getting ready to go. We, that was one of the best, best summers. There was also a summer where we were too late to get to our house that we normally got. And by the time we realized they weren't renting to us, all the other houses and snapped up and we ended up having to get a house on Lake Michigan, which is the sunset side. And so basically I spent so many summers up there. I got used to judging the general time of day by where the sun was. And the one time that we, we were in on Lake Michigan, I woke up and I immediately jumped out of bed the first morning. It was like, crap, I overslept through the whole day. It is 3 p.m. And I ran downstairs and everyone's drinking coffee and cooking breakfast. And it was 9 a.m. And I was just so good at telling the general time based on where the sun was. But because the sun comes up on the opposite side of the lake, I knew it was three hours off of noon. I was just three hours off in the wrong direction. That was a weird week. I was very off for the whole time. I didn't like it. Is that how you lost your vision? Just staring at the sun too long? <laughs> no, it's more just a, uh, a general innate connection with nature and knowing where about the sun is. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask him if that's how he lost his virginity. And I was like, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so the sun comes up. For, uh, hands uh, down. That's the After Dark <laughs> Once podcast. we have a Patreon and we start doing Top Pot After Dark, we'll tell that story. But uh, Oh, my gosh. So anyway, who's next? <laughs> Uh, Lou, you're up uh, number two. All right. So what a transition. I wonder how Rob's going to mix that. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> well, stay tuned in the next season, next episode. Okay. okay. Um, second one on the list is uh, it's called Kensington Park. And so I feel like I can't make a list about the summer without talking about like the classic summer stuff and so and that's in kensington park is the main place that we would do a lot of our classic summer stuff so a lot of the hiking the trail walking slash trail walking uh the swimming me and my grandma used to scooter all the time and so we would scooter or we would bike bike in the kensington yeah and so that was that was always fun. I remember one time me and my grandma grabbed our bikes and we went around the whole park, which is in my mind as a kid was like the craziest thing that we did. It. I felt like I was on a tour de, fan- de France. How do you say that? Yeah, feel- tour de France. France. Yeah, I feel like I was like on a tour de France. France, whatever. America. Hey man, you gotta um, you gotta be aware of the Belgian listeners. I hear they speak French <laughs> over there. That's exciting. 
They cannot. They're like ninety percent of our listenership. We got we got to cater <laughs> that and our wives. Um, well, Rob's wife, from what I hear. Yeah. Although Mackenzie yeah. listens occasionally now, so so it's just Christian. Get Christian listens. She just doesn't. She listens sometimes when I'm just listening to it. Uh, but right at the, Z, the right at the apex of the episode, she just she walks walks. away. <laughs> it does. She does. Oh my gosh, she does it all the time. The top, uh, the top number one comes around. She just goes, takes Umi out. She just walks away, dude. She just literally walks away. It is, it is something that I've, I've learned to just understand. Um, man, we should do top five husband stuff. Yeah. So um, we're doing the the tour out of France, and uh, we were halfway around, about halfway around, and this like rent a cop police ranger guy like stopped us like super seriously like we were getting pulled over he's like where are your helmets and my grandma was such a g about it and she was like listen we are halfway there you can let us go the other half and enjoy our day or you can make us go back the way we came and it would just ruin our day and and uh he was like the same drive (laughs) this is yeah you know he was just waiting for someone he's like oh i'm ready for some 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 idiot bystander (laughs) to come without a helmet and i'm gonna really throw the book at him yeah exactly i just gotta wear a helmet true cool kids didn't wear helmets and now we have brain injuries so yeah Quick story, me and my grandma used to do chicken, doing scooters, wearing helmets. and uh, neither of us moved, and we literally crashed <laughs> right into each other. <laughs> she broke her hip. But, I was you know. thinking suspicion you were a little bigger than her. Uh, yeah, yeah, she is a small white woman, and I am a, <laughs> even at, like, even in seventh grade, I was a pretty large child. So, yeah, she, uh, I, I was trying to punk my grandma, and she was not having it, so. So, oh, Granny, watch out, I'm, I'm not moving. Then you <laughs> You like you did the basketball like walk over her? Well, I no, I her. She got me like right in the gut. I feel oh, like bet. she like knew what was happening and was like, "All right, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right." Granny's <laughs> Ran, game. Granny elbow right to the gut. <laughs> Lucian yeah, she fell got off me good. Was crying. Yeah, she got me good. Uh, but yeah, as a child, uh, swimming was always fun, and so I remember a lot of the times I would. Did you guys ever do this where you uh, pretend to drown? No, I no. Why would you do that? As a lifeguard, <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm ashamed to be on a podcast with you. <laughs> I was like a young kid, but what I like to do is I like to grab like a big floaty and I would, I would like to go underneath the floaty and, uh, and try to see if people could tell if I was like drowning or not. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Did your grandma just oh, let you amazing. like, let you do it and see like this, is what you get for running into me. Just let you hold your, breath. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, different times, way different times. But no, my, my parents were like, uh, where are you? <laughs> like, I can see them like standing up quickly and trying to figure out where I was. I did. Um, I would do the dead man's float, but it was mostly just like in my head. I was just trying to see how long I could hold it. You know, like I wasn't trying to mess with anybody. And somebody like pulled me up out of the water and they were like, hey, got to at least have like a thumbs up going. So the lifeguard knows you're not drowning. And I was like, OK, absolutely, because I didn't want some punk coming and pulling me up and messing up how long I could do my dead man's float for. So I was thumbs up all the way from then on. So they knew I'm good. Leave me alone. Yeah, as a lifeguard, that uh, those, those punk kids like you were dime a dozen. Hey, man, I was good. The second they told me how to let them know, I had a thumb up. Sometimes it'd be in the air when I was doing really good. Well, good, good job. I'm proud of you. It wasn't because I cared about the lifeguards. It's because I didn't want them to, you know, that's not my thing, but still. But did you flip your tags? Yeah, most of the time. I, I made a conscious effort. Yeah, so for anyone, I don't know if this is like a, a universal camp thing, 
but they'd have these tag boards where each each week they print out the the campers, their cabin number, and then like you'd get a number, usually alphabetical. So like in this case, Lucian would be one because his last name begins with a with a C, and you know it would just go down the cabin list. And whenever you went to the pool or lakefront, you'd take your your tag that was said out and then switch it to in. You'd walk to the other side and do that. And it was basically just to tell like how many campers do we have here, and especially at the lake because you can't see the bottom because it's it's kind of nasty water. You definitely want to make sure you have those those. Those tags flip. So in the pool, if a kid didn't flip your, their tags, you'd be like, all right, come on. I can look at the bottom of the pool. See, there's no one there. We'll go find this punk and, you know, try the, the, the scare him straight. But at the, the, the lake, if you didn't, you would have to call other lifeguards down. You would start doing like a, you, so you had to use your foot to like search, like you kind of move your foot in a cone and walk area by area to make sure that, you know, there's no bodies at the bottom. And they'd run up, one person run up, try to find the kid. And then we really tried to scare Jesus into him and all that. Cause we're like, you don't want to be, if you drown here, we're not finding you for a while. <laughs> no, that's fair. I think one time I had somebody come up to me and hand me my tag and then they made me run it back and, and flip it. Yeah, that, um, that was usually what it was. You just had to run and do it. And, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. The best though was when a counselor forgot to flip their tag because we had like this <gasps> this huge wooden circular tag that said like the tag of shame on it and had like a, a coat hanger as the as a necklace and we'd just give it to them. We'd like publicly shame them, be like, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so did not flip their tag so they have to wear the tag of shame and they'd have to wear during your meal and everything and the, the kids thought it was funny I'm sure the the counselors were not a fan of it but i flipped my tags okay. all the time so i never had to wear the tag of shame funny i didn't know about that yeah i think it was a later a later uh introduction makes sense makes sense also it was mostly just one person emily that was uh <laughs> leaving their tag there never mind i'm officially pro tag of shame <laughs> <laughs> My number one is if you're from the Metro Detroit area, you know this thing, this place called Greenfield Village. Basically, Henry Ford, once he had, you know, all the money in the world and it didn't matter what he did with his money, he just started buying up these historical buildings and moving them to this place in Michigan. And at first it was just like his his project. He just wanted to walk around this historical site and do whatever, you know, probably look for ghosts. I don't know what the freak he did in his own like museum, basically all by himself. But once he died, uh, his family turned it into a historical village. And every Memorial Day, they would have this Civil War reenactment that lasted the whole weekend called Civil War Remembrance Weekend. And I started doing this in high school my, my freshman year. And it was just so much fun. You go there Friday and um, it was just so much fun to hang out with the, like a, a group of guys that uh, we were all history nerds just playing dress up a, a, a more socially acceptable cosplay, which I was shattered when I my brain told me that's what it was at some point because I was always like I'm never gonna do cosplay or you know LARPing it's it's just LARPing but it was it was such a fun time and you know you learn so much you would hear crazy work stories from these guys because most of them were in their late 20s early 30s for for my group and my, my cousin was in it so that's how I got involved and it was just such a fun time to cook on cook your meals on the open fire sleep on the porch or the tent um some mainstreamers reenactors would bring cots and sleeping bags, but if you're a, a hardcore reenactor like I was, you you go through it, embrace the suck, you know. It was such a great time, and you would just get the dumbest questions from the the people that would pay to come and you know walk around this park. There'd be people would be like, "Is that a real fire?" And I'm like, "My bacon's sizzling." You think that's just coming from the sun radiation? Like the intelligence of some people really was on display during those events, and it was it was a great time. Would highly recommend it if you haven't been there and you're from the Michigan area. 
go check it out sometime. Ask questions. There is, we won't make fun of you to your face if you ask it. We'll just talk about it later. So don't, don't worry about that. I, uh, my grandmother, actually, she worked at the Firestone Farm at Greenfield Village and uh, the glass blowing in her, her younger days. To this day, she still swears that open fire cooking is just the only way to do it like that's that's one of her favorite things it definitely is you still like i feel like a lot of it's in the seasoning like if you have something properly seasoned it's gonna cook well no matter where you are fireside farm is one of the places they say is haunted they say the original one of the owners i guess hung themselves in that barn and they say every now and again you can see his ghost walking around there's a lot of buildings in that location that are apparently haunted i haven't seen anything but I know someone that was like close to some of the workers there. And there's this one building where they had to bolt all the furniture down to the ground because they'd come in the morning and all the furniture was piled up in the middle of the the house. And it, it, there's some crazy stories. And I'm not really one to believe in ghosts and all that. Yeah, I remember when we like became like real good friends and you were talking about uh, this stuff. And I was, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit worried for a second. I was wondering what side you were on, you Union know, the boy. Whole, like, South, South will rise again situation. No, there there are some of those crazy <laughs> people. Just that time period attracts, you know, some of that that crowd. But yeah, no, I was wearing blue. I'm a Northern boy and got a, I, I had some ancestors that fought for the union i have like their uh oh what's like when they were released from the army i have like some of their paperwork and all that and it's that's uh oh, the discharge, discharge paperwork yeah discharge paperwork i have we have that in our on one of our walls hanging up and it's just a cool thing so. that's really cool that is really cool i didn't know that that's awesome any of you guys have any Civil War questions you want to ask? There's no such thing as a stupid question. Well, you've proved that wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, won't I have another good Greenfield Village story, but I'll save that for the uh, the honorable mentions portion because it is not quite on a topic. All right, my, uh, my number one summer tradition, similar to the Civil War, I suppose, in a, in a way, is, uh, is blowing things up. My family is known far and wide. My dad's side of the family is known far and wide as being um, totally out of their mind pyrotechnics. We like fire and we like bright lights and we like big sounds. And so there, there are a couple members of our family specifically who are the, the main culprits who will go, even before it was legal, would be going out of state and picking up just hundreds and hundreds of dollars of illegal fireworks. And, you know, we do we do shows in their backyard that would rival going to fireworks done by the city. It was it was awesome. Something we would do. It's, it's kind of become a Memorial Day and a Labor Day tradition for a long time. But we would take a you know, a, a pumpkin or my favorite is a watermelon. Once we did a a, um, a pinata of Darth Vader and we will take uh, what's called a salute, which is uh, the type of firework that just launches into the air and there's no light. It just goes boom, super loud and, you know, it'll be way up in the sky and you still feel it in your chest. Uh, and what we do is we do some some field surgery on it and we'll, 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 we cut off the portion of the salute that does the launching into the air. So now uh, it just goes boom. And then we will hollow out a portion of the pumpkin or the watermelon or just toss it into the pinata and somebody will light it and they will run like their life depends on it, which it kind of does. And you wait about 20 seconds and then it is just, it just vaporizes the, uh, the watermelon's always the best one. It just turns it into paste and it's it's a it's a big explosion like lucian could easily get lost in the smoke residue or you you couldn't see him if he walked into the smoke the boom is so big and we'll be easily 40 50 feet away up a hill and you're still having to dodge chunks of of rind from the watermelon and it's just we're we have a weird and special type of dementia 
and uh, it just tickles us pink. What does dementia have to do with blowing stuff up? <laughs> I was thinking that, that is uh, that is to memory. say we are all demented in the same way. Ah. It's not the same. As, mm. as Psychotic. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a fancier way of saying that. Yes. Well, I would disagree with that one, but you know, I guess I wouldn't expect you to remember anything if you all got dementia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so my number one, which you know I don't get to do as much anymore, or at least half of it, is uh, summer camp for football. I used to, I don't know, I I didn't mind two a days. Honestly, I always loved two a days just because like I got to play more football. And, but the cool thing that we would do after camp is my my coach would do a uh, a fundraiser and he would hire this barbecue guy, which I had no idea where this guy came from, but I would see him once a year for four years, and we would uh, barbecue in like a Lowe's parking lot and we would try to sell the barbecue to people. But the problem is that nobody on my four years, nobody ever came to this barbecue and we could not sell barbecue to save our lives. And so we would end up just eating all the barbecue. And so I I always just considered it like a really cool picnic that I could do (laughs) with the team. And I don't know. I just had a really good time. I would like before, before people would like, before we would think that people were coming, I would always like accidentally drop a barbecue rib, you know, on like (laughs) not on the ground, but like on the table instead of, the ground <laughs> and i'd be like well i gotta eat this one and then i would just like hide somewhere and i would eat it and then i'd come back i bet your coach is just like tricked the school into getting this fundraiser quote unquote and he just didn't tell anyone and he's like everyone that walked up was like no go away go I free barbecue. <laughs> my uh my high school coach really hated the director at uh, I mean, to my, from what I could tell, he really, they did not like each other. So I wouldn't be surprised if he would do something shitty like that. But yeah, and then also we would do a, like a midnight practice. Why? And uh, I don't know, but it, it was, maybe it was a midnight, maybe it was like a nine o'clock or a 10 o'clock. But I remember it being at like at night. So we could like play under the, the, um, under the lights. I, I think that's, that's like cool. one of my, yeah, it was like one of my favorite things to do back in the day. That I think I miss a lot in football was being able to play under like the lights. Just getting used to that again. And fun time. Yeah, as a lineman, it, it didn't, the lights didn't really affect me too much. I don't know if you were gotcha. similar, but I just I, it was a cool experience. But like, I didn't really feel like there was as a quarterback or a wide receiver. I'm, I'm sure that makes a big difference the playing on the lights and just in the day. But I feel like as a lineman, kind of the same thing. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do um, as a lineman as I got older and a little bit better was I love to like drive people outside of the lights. So I would love to um, like pick pick a guy that I knew I could like a linebacker or a DB and catch him and then grab him by his like inside shoulder pads and just drive him yards and yards off the football field where it's like in the dark and it would just be me and him and I would pancake him. Um, It's me and you. Bam! (laughs) I felt kind of like a a Batman situation. Embrace the dark. (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of football, Mike, how you just, you guys will know by the time you listen to this, but how are you feeling about the Steelers? Do you think they're legit? You hear a lot of hype going around them. I don't know. I uh, I would love nothing more than for the Steelers to be legit this year. I will believe it when I see it. Some of that Lions fandom's rubbing off on you. Yeah, I I am a I am a scared puppy dog when it comes to uh, trust and football. I've been kicked too many times to uh, to trust easily. So uh, yeah, I, I will root for this. I will root for my Steelers, but uh, I, I will have faith that we have anything but a mediocre season for the first time in like five years when I see it. How's the the fantasy teams looking, Lou? in any of them this year? Yeah, I'm in one. Uh, I'm in a league with 16 other people, though. Dang, that's a lot. Um, yeah, and so I have 
I have Jared Goff as my quarterback because I don't know something about it. His birthday's—he was born the same exact day I was born, and so I don't know. I feel feel a little a little uh, connection there. And then I got Nick Chubb, Metcalf, and Hopkins. Um, you can do worse than Nick Chubb and uh, Metcalf. Yeah, and, but like my bench is all all like first years taking a big swing. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hoping one of them does well, has a breakout season. But tune in next week as we discuss our top three sports moments. That's right. Why top three, you ask? We are having Lou's sworn enemy, the man from whom he stole his position on the podcast, Andrew, come in to talk sports. So we're bringing it down to three so we don't make a gigantic podcast even bigger. Wait, I wasn't your guys' first choice. <laughs> I was your second choice. You were my first choice. <laughs> I didn't know that. I feel differently now. Oh, by the way, we're talking. I'm definitely talking about hot dog eating contest. My boy Joey Chestnut is a goat. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Top Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you leave any comments uh, and you want to be as honest as possible, just direct them towards my key. We'll take anything to feed that algorithm. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, go ahead and leave a five-star review. We already have some, but if you guys leave a five-star review and type up a comment, we'll read it up on the air because we want to hear back from you all, especially if you're in Belgium or Australia. We're, we educate us because we're ignorant Dog AF. Shane, right, Lou? Dog Shane, yes. <laughs> Dog Shane. Once again, thank you all for watching. May you always find water and shade. Peace. <laughs>